Hello everyone, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 1st of April. I'm joined today for the last time this week by Amy Weir-Simmons, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Amy, how are you today? Hi Peter, I'm good thanks, how are you doing today? Not bad, um, I I don't know why I couldn't say the word today properly just then, uh, <laughs> it came out wrong. You need uh, a break Peter, it's all <laughs> time you had a holiday. Well indeed, funny you should say that, uh, but, um, but obviously yes, um, I will be off next week, but the good thing is um, for, for all listeners, don't worry, there will be some content um, going out. It will be a series of, actually, it's a series of careers-related content, um, which will be going out next week. Some of which, well, I think actually it's it's useful for everyone, you know, whether you are just about to um, start on a career or whether you are actually already in a career. So um, so anyway, yes, we'll be um, uh, putting some stuff out next week. So uh, don't worry, um, there will not be a Watson's Daily podcast ho- uh, shaped hole in your life uh, next I'm week. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's <laughs> going to be different and I'm looking forward to um, it listening to the podcast well there you go there you go well thank you well, that's good that's good that's good right <laughs> so um today what do you reckon uh, you know what's your uh, you know what would be your uh, what caught your eye today well i thought there was a lot of really good things today but the one which i like the most is the story about apple backing a startup called united masters yeah which wants to disrupt music labels and kind of level the playing field for artists mm. So currently we know that artists can rely heavily on their merchandise and gigs to make money yeah. because the big record labels take so much of the profits. Mm. Um, I think when music switched from CDs to streaming, the making of like the physical product and uh, that kind of was gone. So artists should be entitled to a bigger share of the revenue, but they're just not. Mm. So this is where United Masters are kind of stepping in. Yeah. And they're giving more control back to the artists. Yes. Yes. I mean, it certainly sounds sounds good, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I think that, um, you know, it, it, obviously people like Taylor Swift. I mean, I know this is weird. Um, someone like me talk about Taylor Swift. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift has been fighting for it, as have many others. Um, mm. And I think that this, you know, on the surface, at least, certainly puts the ball in the court um, more potentially of the artists themselves, gives them more control. Now, the only thing that I do think, though, is that um, this assumes that the record, you know, the recording labels don't really do very much. Um, yeah. And and I think that the thing is, is that actually, you know, you do in order to be successful, um, I think I, I, I think that what you need is clearly you need um, good music and, you know, a, a good creations, um, yeah. as it were. Um, but you do need the distribution. Um, yeah. You know, it is possible, I think, for people to say, um, I mean, I, I remember, you know, in the past you've had, you know, um, things like, you know, MySpace and various other other things in the past where you've had people playing music in their bedrooms and it's suddenly going absolutely crazy and then you know the popularity and it's all it's all great but the likelihood of that happening is actually you know when you when you're just doing it out into the 
into the world is is very very small um you have to be quite lucky and get your timing right and everything whereas mm. i would argue that you've got the um the channels of um uh you know the 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 well trodden cha- or and used channels that the record labels all have um and you can just so put, where do you think that there. apple can help with this so do you think apple can really like substitute for the big record labels like how much do they have to offer well i think that they have a great um uh, platform um that they can you know so itunes i mean they can they can push um you know they they can push artists on their platform but the thing is i sort of wonder i mean there has to be some kind of filter on here otherwise you literally will get everything and I, I think that in many ways, I mean, I, I don't know the record recording industry because I am, I, I know this is surprising, but I am not a rock star. Um, oh. And I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, I know I give off that kind of aura, but it's not actually true. It's, you know, um, but I just, yeah, I, do, I just think that, um, uh, you know, these places, they have to filter it out. They have to filter stuff out. Otherwise people will just not bother. So um, yeah. you've got, you know apple may have to i don't know whether they'll have to i mean because at the end of the day they they're just chucking them i don't know a few million uh dollars which casually <laughs> we, well which is well for apple is is what it finds down the sofa isn't it uh on the, the back yeah. of the sofa but you know uh, so it's not really it's no skin off their nose but you know it might be that they might have to do something to do maybe filter things a bit or prioritize stuff a bit maybe whereas obviously mm. the the record labels they've they've already got that kind of structure in place so yeah. so you know i think it's i think it's really interesting um and i i wonder whether this will start other groups trying to do something like this um yeah but um but yeah i mean i i, I think it's good i mean we'd I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 certainly a good idea. Anyway, I think, and uh, it's yeah. not, certainly not going to do Apple any harm. No, definitely not. But I definitely think that, like Taylor Swift, some other big artists need to step up and make their voices heard for the smaller artists because mm. they're the ones who are probably struggling to make a living off online streaming, and the ones who are trying to break into the industry. It's a lot easier for bigger names like Taylor Swift to make their money via the traditional record labels because they get thousands and thousands of streams. But mm. if you don't have a song which gets thousands of streams, then it's really, really difficult to make a living in this industry. Mm. So I think this is going to help a lot of smaller artists kind mm. of get that um, uh, that step up into the industry and help them like retain a lot more of their royalties. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. Because I guess... Right at the beginning, you are very vulnerable, aren't you? You literally yeah. you're doing your, you know, you're doing your your stuff. You're maybe building a name for yourself, and you're thinking, right, I'm building, I'm building. Someone comes along, says, "Hey, here's a recording contract." You think, "Yeah, fantastic! This is what I've always wanted." Um, mm-hmm. But they have all the cards, you know, because yeah. they have the they can they can do all the, they know all the ways of promotion. They know how to distribute, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Uh, they have this massive, massive machinery. Um, and so at that point, you are in a, in a position of weakness. And I think, like you say, um, very, you know, rock quite rightly, um, this is where the bigger artists can step up and try to make it so that things are fairer for those at the beginning, you know, at the, at the 
sort of lower end of the food chain as it were um yeah. so that they can actually make a bit more money potentially mm-hmm. but i think it's it is it is difficult but i don't think that these um, records companies can will be replaced overnight by this because like i say they do have a lot of expertise and you do think that actually there's a lot more to creating a successful artist than than the music and, and the image there's a lot of stuff that, that goes on behind the scenes um i think as well yeah, as a definitely. big slice of luck as well of course <laughs> Of course, definitely. I, I completely agree with you. I think big record labels definitely have a lot of expertise to give. But also, just to play devil's advocate, I think nowadays with social media and stuff, people are getting better at building their personal brands. Yeah. Um, and I think smaller artists can use this to their advantage. They can educate themselves and they can personalise their brand and put themselves out there a lot easier mm. than they could 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Yes. So there we go. So we we've um, now between us solved the uh, the future of the recording industry, which is good. Yep. <laughs> uh, for a Thursday. Um, so um, I was just going to uh, move on to um, the story, I guess, of sort of yesterday and today, um, which is Deliveroo. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, we have been talking about Deliveroo in Watson's Daily itself, and obviously on the podcast. You know, and I've been saying that it it is it, you know i do feel that they're going into it at the peak which is why i think that they had to go ahead with this now all the uh all the headlines are all sort of going on about what a shocker this was and how the fact that you know it was it was down 30 percent in the first 30 minutes of trading and you can imagine that will shoe the co-founder you know who was probably at the offices of whoever it was goldman sachs or something um you know, because normally that's that's what would happen. They would they would go in and and they they'd watch the screens and you know maybe have a celebratory uh, coffee or something like that whilst watching the screens. But in this case, um, not so good because as soon as it started, it just went. It was just going down. Um, Chaotic. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that you know obviously there's been a lot of hype about it. And there was stuff, you know, like uh, Boris Johnson was was hyping it up, calling it a British tech success story. Um, You know, is it it a tech company? That's one thing which really confuses me. Oh, yeah. But this is uh, is essentially just men on bikes, isn't it? Yeah. And women and women. Uh, And 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 also, isn't it? Didn't they aren't they the ones that did the one, the roller skate delivery? Thing as well or was that just a... I don't know there was one oh. one of them recently they actually had a, you could get roller skate delivery um <laughs> but anyway uh yeah sorry we digress on on that front but um no I think um well it is a tech company this is the thing it argues that it's a tech company right because mm. what it's saying is it's all about the software and they putting together um uh, you know, customers and uh, and their couriers, right? So, and, yeah. and that's what um, see Uber wants to wants itself to be seen as a tech company. Ocado wants itself to be seen as a tech company, and the, the reason why I say that is because all of those companies they want to be seen as a tech company because tech companies get higher rating. You know, they it just sounds they, like a sexy title, you know. Yeah, well, it does. It, it, it is. It is, and and. You know, this is the the companies want rather than saying we're a delivery company, in which case you get a logistics uh, like valuation, which is lower. Mm. Um, You know, that's why you want to classify yourself as tech. So anyway, I mean, with with Deliveroo, 
um, being being um, you know the, this uh, British tech success story. And look, okay, it, it didn't do very well, um, but actually, I think it is a success story. Really, I mean, given that it was started not that long ago, um, yeah. and and what it is now, which I I don't know if it still was um, the biggest IPO you know we've had for for you know ten years or something. You know, it's yeah. still it's still impressive. I think what you know, it despite the the slagging off that it's getting at the moment. Um, but anyway, um, so flopperoo, as they say, is um, you know it's uh, it, it it hasn't been great. Um, the investment community um, has been <coughs> sorry has been um, very disparaging of the fact that uh, Will Shoes shares um, they have twenty times the voting rights. Um, of ordinary shares for three years um that is you know this whole dual uh, class share structure thing is um uh, is putting everyone's back up um and and the other thing as well in what happened with yesterday's fall is all these retail investors so non-institutional investors are not allowed to um they won't be able to trade the shares until next wednesday so in the meantime right. they're just watching effectively money slip through their fingers oh and <laughs> and i also um i also saw that one of the reasons why the shares stopped falling yesterday was because um some of the banks in the deal um were buying so what happens um just just to sort of clarify on that what tends to happen so this is this is where doing a traditional ipo is a good thing right versus you know these um uh direct listings that that you know people have been talking about fairly recently yeah. Yeah, so roblox did that didn't it recently um mm. uh did a direct listing but anyway this is where the traditional ipo comes in right so you get your groups you get your group of um investment banks and things um who are who are in on the deal uh, and they will do um, as they call it, underwriting. Okay, so um, they will agree. They will sort of, agree, and it won't be made public, but they will um, they will agree to buy shares if they go down a certain percentage. Um, so in order to support the price and stop it from going down, because the problem is, is that once if you start getting sh- uh, shares falling. Um, there is a chance that they could keep falling because people notice that they that they are weakening. Then you get hedge funds going, oh, we think they're going to go weaker. So they short the shares, which makes them go down even more. Uh, and mm-hmm. then everyone else goes, oh, my God, look at that. Look at what's happening. The shares are going down. I'll sell. So they keep and it and it, and it perpetuates itself. So that's why you get the inner um, in a traditional IPO. Uh, you get some of the, you know, like the book runners and things um, to actually get involved and they will buy some shares to stop the thing from going down. Uh, and then once people see that, that things are slowing down, then they calm down and then they might even buy. And although that's kind of risky from the, um, from the bank's point of view, um, the idea is they buy then, it stops the rot, and then things start to look a bit better and then they can sell them again a bit later on um, for a profit. But they just end up wearing the shares for a bit, um, in you know, while while they you know get back to a reasonable level. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, that was a bit of a sideline. But it is you know that is how things work in the you know in 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 the background. Um, mm, but that's for, interesting. But for what it's worth, um, actually, um, I think that Deliveroo, although they won't say this publicly, 
I think they'll be quite pleased about this because um, I think that um, that I think that they floated um, at the at the peak of, the, of their powers. Um, I think things are going to go down from here. As I've said before, I think takeaways will be less popular when um, when um, a lockdown lifts uh, because people will want to go out and, and physically go somewhere. Um, I think that and we're also going into spring summer. So the weather's better. So people will be more um, likely to go out anyway. Um, but I do. But I think that um, uh, they needed to get this out now. They needed to get to market now because um if they'd have left it and called and said, do you know what? No, it's, it's the wrong time. It mm-hmm. may have been, I really think it may have been that they, that they would have had to wait another, you know, t- possibly 12 to 18 months before they come back to a, a, a valuation that they think reflects the value of the company. But the problem is, is if they waited that long, you know, they wouldn't have had any money coming, you know, or they would have had less money coming in and it would have just given um, competitors time to consolidate and do better, et cetera. But, um, but now, although um, every, they're being um, heavily criticised for floating at too high a price, which meant that the share price went down rather than up on the, on the, uh, on the first day, um, actually, you know, they probably did, quite they i think they did quite well to get it away um and then you know they're taking some uh short-term pain in the form of bad pr for long-term gain in the sense that, that they're getting more money now that they can plow into the business maybe put aside for increased um costs of their of their couriers uh you know if they're if if they're classed as employees and all this kind of malarkey mm. so so really yes i mean it doesn't look great but actually i reckon probably will shoes probably uh drinking champagne yesterday um because you know he's got some more money yeah but do you think that maybe if they had floated earlier in perhaps say december when doordash mm. um floated um we know doordash their share price jumped 86 percent on mm. its first day of trading mm. do you think that delivery would have done better had it thought about this earlier and done it um i think more so at the peak of the profitability last year yeah maybe but as they say harry hindsight is a, is is a, is a great thing i mean you know you mm. would have yeah if you'd have if you'd have looked at because i suppose if you'd have done it in december there was there was the there was still the vague thought of of, of vaccines you know coming in but yeah. uh, but they was but um well, delivery, still in lockdown though yeah well that's well that's yeah. what i'm saying so yes they're still in lockdown um, vaccines were sort of a, a, a slightly more than a pipe dream at, at that at that point, um, mm. and yes, they could well have done quite well out of it because again, you know, you'd have been in the middle of winter. Um, uh, it was cold, uh, raining, and stuff, and and um, and like you say, in lo- you know, well into lockdown. Uh, oh no, starting of lockdown. That was lockdown too, wasn't it? Isn't it something like this? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but you know, I think that they would, they could have. Yes, they could have done it then. They could have done it then. But like I say, they, you know, they just obviously they didn't get around to it, and that's why I think they were desperate to get it to get it away. Now, it's. It, I think it is quite unusual to see a company um, come to market, give a give a, a give a price range, and then shortly afterwards say we're going to stick at the bottom of the price range, um, and then and still keep going. Um, yeah. So. So, I mean, clearly they knew that they were, things were uh, going badly. And I, you know, I think they're making the best of a, a bad job. Yeah. 
And what do you think they should be doing now with those proceeds? Like, do you think that they're going to um, face issues um, uh, like Uber Eats have done about classifying riders as employees? Should they be putting a bit of money aside for that? Definitely. Well, should they be doing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they should definitely be doing that. Maybe they might look at it for, you know, might get some, um, maybe try to expand in other markets as well, perhaps. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's I think that's what they should do, but definitely need to put money aside um, for the increased cost because I think that's another thing why investors may not have wanted to get involved because they think you know there's this big cloud hanging over Deliveroo as to whether mm. they are going to have to suddenly pay their couriers. <laughs> I'm just because yeah. you have to you have to be careful. They so you know they they have they're going to have to you know pay their couriers more so. Yeah. Uh, they definitely need to put something aside. Okay. They're very interesting. Well, they, there we go. That's what it's yeah. all about, isn't it, eh? I mean, uh, you know, Watson's Daily being interesting. Fun, <laughs> fun every day. Um, so, um, so yeah. And now we're not going to have it for a week. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's all right. The, the absence will make the heart grow fonder, I'm sure. Um, yes. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, I, I, I suppose we're... We, we've we've left you know that that's it for today but um thank you for listeners as always uh for listening try not to miss us too much um over the next week um for those who are um on our mailing list um you know subscribers and mailing list you will be getting a few things coming through um and uh you know there'll still be some stuff coming through and as i say with this podcast there will be some careers related uh content coming your way over the next week as well so there you go yeah um exciting any anything else you want to add no, I don't think so. Just enjoy your holiday, Peter. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, not going anywhere. <laughs> Just getting up later. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much for your time. Uh, and we will um, be back again. Well, I'll be back again for sure. Uh, and Amy will at some point. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I'll, I'll be back again. Uh, I think it's April the 12th, isn't it? It's April the 12th. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. And uh, speak soon. Bye. Bye, Peter. Bye.